Hey, this is Chosen Road. You're listening to the Christian Music Gods Podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Chosen Road. Their latest album, It Never Gets Old, is out now. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Chris, have you ever seen the cartoon Looney Tunes and the good old skunk Peppy Le Pew? Yes, Peppy Le Pew. A lot of controversy surrounding Pepe Le Pew, Pepe Le Pew, something like that. But we're not getting into that right now. Uh, in Maine, the beautiful state of Maine, um, there was a police officer that was honestly, this is crazy sounding, but he was helping a skunk out on the road. The skunk was walking around with two cups um, stuck on its head. In a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot, um, Officer David Hilton was in the drive-thru at Dunkin' when he spotted the skunk nearby his vehicle. There was body camera footage that was shared, and um, they was able to grab gloves and pull both cups off the animal's head. And um, once he grabbed the second cup, the um, skunk ran away without spraying the cop. So you would think that the skunk would get mad and spray, but no, the officer was trying to help this skunk walk around and, um, be able to see. So he can squirt people, spray people, something like that. But lo and behold, thank you for this officer that was able to save the day. And this skunk can now see and walk around freely. And now the skunk can spray other people because he can see yes. now and he can that's that new uh, Duncan special flavor what the new Duncan <laughs> he was a Duncan special. so he's gonna oh my god coffees <laughs> I will yeah. say I've never gotten sprayed by a skunk but the smell is horrific Yes, I don't think I've ever gotten sprayed myself. And is it true that you get into tomato juice, like in the bath? Tomato, yeah, tomato um, juice in the bath to like release, remove the smell. Who knows if that works or if that's just like an old school remedy? I don't even know. If you have gotten sprayed by a skunk out there, just email us or DM us and let us know. Because you know, you just never know. You might be just. Walking around outside, and and you get Pepe. <laughs> you get Pepe <laughs> sprayed. <laughs> oh, Mr. Skunk man. comes up to you and just lets you have it. I mean, you just never know. <laughs> Pepe sprayed. Oh man, I'm so funny. <laughs> I can't. Dad jokes. That was a very good dad joke. I feel like. So very soon, Chris, we will be um, announcing our brand new website that will be relaunching all kinds of new stuff on there. Well, we're not announcing the new website because this is an announcement <laughs> right now about the new website, <laughs> which Surprise! we've already done. It's just going to, to launch. Yeah, it's relaunch. We'll have all kinds of fun stuff on there. And then in just a few short weeks, we will be at the Ecthus Music Festival in Wilmore, Kentucky. So... Get your tickets today at ecthusfest.org and 
uh, it'd be great. Micah Tyler will be there. Ryan Stevenson, Apollo LTD, and a bunch of other people. Uh, be a great weekend. Come see us. Of course, we've got other stuff going on, man. And um, we did recently sit down with Chosen Road. And um, their bluegrass and great sound in their latest album, Never Gets Owed, is out now. On today's episode, we have Chosen Road with us, Zach and Jonathan. Thank you all so much for chatting with me. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, from time to time, we'll do some Instagram stalking on the people that we have on our show. And um, I went on your all's Instagram and saw a, uh, I don't know who it was, one of your, um, your, your members in, in your group, and he was in a cornfield. And you guys were saying either corn or bluegrass. And it kind of reminded me, it took me back to the movie Field of Dreams, where they just come out of the, the cornfield, you know. And um, so I was is thinking, it, is it... I was thinking more children of the corn, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it corn or is it bluegrass or is it both? I mean, you all corn people and obviously you're bluegrass people, but. We definitely don't have a lot of West Virginia, which is where we're based primarily. We don't have a lot of cornfields. Um, okay. So, but we got a lot of bluegrass. A lot of bluegrass. Okay. Oh, yeah. We uh, we talked to um, Ben Fuller a few weeks back, and he's a country boy, like straight up. And he he all he he loves cornfields. He loves um, corn and corn cornfields, and so it, it's funny how you know a lot of people are. You know, filming these videos because he's filmed a few videos um, from cornfields as well. So, hey, I guess if it works, then if the shoe fits, <laughs> lace that thing we up did. and wear it, man. Yeah, we just <laughs> don't have in West Virginia. We have a lot of hollers, and corn does not grow well in hollers. But we like yeah. corn, and we like cornfields. So we just found yeah. our bus was parked next to a cornfield last week, and so we thought, man, our banjo player should go in the cornfield. <laughs> I don't know why, but. Seemed like a good idea at the time. There is this little boy that they call him the corn ambassador and green John actually uh, hooked him up. And he was in like the Macy's Thanksgiving parade last year on their float on green John's float. And it's like, if you Google it, like the corn kid or something like that, it's, it went viral. And of course they did the remixes of it. And he's like, I like corn. He's like, I like corn on the cob and, and named all these types of corn. And, oh, yeah, I have awesome. seen that. You have? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that video where he's like, <laughs> listen, all the types of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking uh-huh. about now. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well that's all I'm saying, Macy's it would be great. sponsor us. If our banjo <laughs> player, if our banjo player winds up on a float in the Thanksgiving Day Parade next year, that'll be something. It started here. <laughs> it's right. Well, Tell me, how did you all get into um, into singing in the, the bluegrass? Yeah, so basically, pretty much the church, which I feel like is a, the answer for a lot of folks, regardless of John. Sure. Uh, so many folks grew up singing in church, and I, that was pretty much the case for all of us, everybody in the band. We all grew up in, in a church that valued music, and uh, Zach and I, in particular, in particular, we drew, we grew up in a community that also valued music specifically Appalachian and bluegrass style music. And so really our church and our local community. What was like the steps that you all have to push hard into, into the music scene or did it just come, um, you know, naturally or, you know, how, how did that, did it hit someone hear you all singing somewhere? 
um, besides the church or, you know, how, how did, did it, that happen organically or it really just, it happened organically as far as, um, how we started playing music and also as how, as far as how chosen road came into existence and we've been doing it for 14 yeah. years. And so the whole thing's really been organic, but started out myself and Zach can tell you here in a minute, I grew up just in a church that loved gospel music. And I remember one of the guys in the church that I grew up in helped me get my first guitar when I was 12 years old. And then that okay. led to me sitting in with the church band and the bass player would lean over and tell me the chords to hit, hit a G, hit a C, hit a D. And that's how yeah. I, I grew up playing. Um, and then from there went to local jam sessions back where we call home years ago on any Friday or Saturday night, you could go to multiple places in our home County where old timers would just be playing the style of music that we still play today. And we hung on every note that they would play. Mm. Well, uh, tell us about, uh, tell our listeners about your all's uh, newest album that released back in June, right? Uh, it never gets old. Yeah. So never gets old is really, um, I feel like this album has really been 14 years in the making. Um, in my eyes, I think this is an album that all of us have kind of wanted to make and it's just now gotten to the point where we were ready to do it. It's a, it's a lot of stories. Um, all of us have lived a lot of life. Um, and in just the last couple of years, we're all new dads. Um, and so all of us, except one guy in the band, we all have kids under two right now. So, and Jonathan here, they have, a, they have a newborn. Yeah. They have a newborn. He's six, about six weeks old now, Jonathan, right? Yeah. Six weeks old. Yeah. Yeah. So he's fresh. He is, he's new. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, it's just really been a, I think a culmination of, of, you know, life and, and the stories and more, most importantly, the story of the gospel that never gets old and, and has played such an impact in our lives and our music and has really led us to where we are now. That's great. Uh, tell us about the, uh, the song Awake My Soul. Yeah, Awake My Soul was one that we were pitched um, from some great writers, um, a guy by the name of Lee Black was the, I think the lead writer on there. There might've been a co-writer on that, but I know Lee was probably the lead writer. Um, great modern hymn. And it was just one that we're big on congregational singing. And so Zach and I, we were at our, our record labels office and we were actually pitched that song. And as soon as got through about the first verse, we looked at each other and we're like, yeah, that's that we, we want that. Um, we're big on congregational singing. And so we do a lot of old hymns. We did an album a few years ago. that was nothing but old hymns. Um, and they definitely have a place in the life of the church, uh, in the corporate body of Christ. But we were really looking for some new songs, some new hymns that we could introduce to the church and kind of teach them to sing. And that was one that it checked all the boxes for us. And so that's how it found its way onto the to the album. This is a, um, a podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. And so we let our um, our inside insider listeners let them know who we're interviewing in the future and we had a fan of your all's sean in indianapolis indiana um, he says he loves you all loves your all's ministry and he would love to know the story behind your song water grave water grave we've been doing that one for a long time yeah so this is going way back we kind of as a band um we, in the, we actually did an album entitled Watergrave 
and that was the first album where we kind of dabbled in taking an old CCM song and interpreting it through the lens of the type of music that we play, Appalachian music. And so we um, were riding down the road. The way we stumbled upon that song, we were riding down the road, and the guy that was playing banjo for us at that time, he was like, man, have you all ever heard this old Imperial song? And I grew up, uh, my dad loved the Imperials, had all their albums on vinyl when I was a kid. And so I knew their music, but I had not heard this song. And he played it for us, and we fell in love with the lyrics of it and what the song um what the song speaks speaks about and speaks to and so we're like yeah we got to do it and so that was actually probably the, the first song that we ever took when we were like hey let's this was a ccm song absolutely was not a bluegrass song what would it sound like if we put a banjo on it we think we put a fiddle on it and uh, yeah. so then from that album and that song it kind of opened up an entire new world for us as far as taking songs that are well known by the church and by christians in uh, christian music and trying to reinterpret them and it's been a lot of fun doing that yeah um has uh, uh russ taff has anybody from the imperials have they heard that from you from you all that song so you know I, we don't know russ i'm a huge russ fan yeah the, act, the writer of that song though reached out to us a few years back and he actually sent us a message and he was like hey guys he was like i absolutely love that version he said i think that is my favorite version of that song that's been cut, which it's awesome to hear, wow. hear, hear the writer of a song say that. Um, yeah. And so that was really, really cool. So the Imperials, no, I don't know that they've heard it, but the writer of the song, um, Steve Chapman is his name. And he's written a lot of, a lot of great Christian music. He was like, man, that's my favorite version. And we were like, man, it just takes a banjo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you all did a, speaking of covering um, CCM songs, you all did a version of a Phillips Craig and Dean song. I want to be just like you. And that was growing up. That was one of my favorite, uh, Phillips Craig and Dean songs, you know, and, uh, w another song that I remember of theirs, and I don't know if y'all have covered it, but, uh, uh, I think it was called, I'm proud, proud that I'm a Christian or something like that. I don't know if y'all have heard that one, but uh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. And we haven't covered that one. We've done a couple yeah. of there. Um, and they're good friends of ours. It's we actually Zach and I met them at the at the Cove, the Billy the Billy Graham Training Center, a few years back, probably five or six years ago now, Zach. Yeah. And they have become good friends. Um, we've been out to Randy's church in Austin and led worship at all of the different Life Austin campuses there in Texas. And Dan's become a good friend. And so, uh, but I want to be just like you, like Zach said a minute ago. We all have kids at home that are under the age of two. My wife and I have a six week year old um six week old right now how do you say that six week year um, old. yeah and so and then i also we also have a, a six-year-old um she's a don't sleep you're getting jonathan not no i'm not getting, <laughs> but, hey, you want to know what's even better is i walked into <laughs> to a hotel room tonight to record this and i just left dollywood and so I have been, I've been riding roller coasters with my little girl, with my six-year-old. Mm. This is the first week that she's shown any interest in roller coasters. So we've been in the land of Dolly, cotton candy, and cinnamon bread. Corn. That's cinnamon bread corn. and corn. But that cinnamon bread with that apple butter, Lord Jesus, come quickly. That's hey, so good. <laughs> we could have just called it quits right then. And it would What 
the writing process look like for you all? Man, you know, so me and Jonathan, uh, this album actually contains more songs than any other album um, that we've ever done that Jonathan and I wrote. Um, I think there's three, right? Or four. Mm-hmm. Three. three. I try to forget. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, we're like painfully slow at, at writing just because we value so much the lyrical content. And um, especially when you're putting one of your songs in my eyes, at least when you're putting one of your songs on a record with so many other extremely well-written songs that really lay out the gospel um, in such a great way, it's, it's, there's a lot of pressure. Um, And so, and I want any song that I write to, to, you know, I'm never going to compare, you know, to guys like Dan Dean or, uh, or even Steve Chapman who wrote water. You know, I mean, these guys are just top tier. And so it's never, that's never the goal, but you definitely don't want it to seem out of place on the record. And so Jonathan and I really take a lot of time when we're writing songs. Like, like I think Mm -hmm. we've probably spent close to a year on on some songs probably. Um, But uh, you know, we don't force it. And if we have an idea, um, we just kind of throw it out and um, we're just like, Hey, what do you think about this? And we'll just, open the word and, and, uh, just try to dig in one, one song, um, that's really special to both of us is on the album. It's called one willing soul. Um, we were actually commissioned by the North American mission board, um, to write that song, um, as a part of a a podcast that they do, um, called the rural Mm -hmm. pastor podcast. Um, and it's really just a song that speaks directly to pastors in rural communities, um, who are really just struggling, wondering, um, if they're, what they're doing, um, laboring is ever even going to be known about or, or worth it. And, um, just know, letting them know that they're not alone. Um, and so that's one that we were commissioned to write and just had a blast doing because like we started this interview talking about, we're from small towns. And, um, so we get it. Um, the small church, the rural church has played such a huge impact, not only in our lives spiritually, but also musically and uh, shaped us to who we are. So that was a pretty easy song for us to write. You just mentioned it. Uh, tell us about the, uh, your partnership with North American mission board. Yeah, we started partnering with them about eight years, seven, eight years ago now. And they reached out to us. Their senior director of church revitalization and church replanting saw us playing at a bluegrass festival. And um, he approached me after we were done and, introduced himself. He knew he had done his homework. So he knew that we were Southern Baptist and he knew that we would know about North American mission board. And so he was like, Hey, I want to talk to you guys when you get a chance. And so I connected with him later and he's like, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're trying to basically, he's like, I've got this team at this time, that whole work with the North American mission board was really fresh and new. He was like, we're trying to raise awareness to the fact that every single year in North America, there are between 4,000 and 6,000 churches that shut their doors. Mm. And he said, we're trying to, to change that. He said, we just want to use your all's music to encourage pastors that are laboring in some really, really tough circumstances who feel like that they're alone, they're forgotten about, and that their sacrifice that they're making, that their families are making, that it doesn't matter. And um, he's like, we just want to encourage them. And so we said, well, absolutely. I had no idea that the number was that high, but I knew that there were churches that gave us a platform when we started 14 years ago. They let Chosen Road come in, and we were horrible. Our music, man, we had so much to learn. Um, 
but they gave us a platform and they encouraged us. But now their doors are shut and they've been turned into restaurants and bars and nightclubs. And so we were like, yeah, if we can help in any way, you know, we're more than happy to. And so they asked us to record a song called International Harvester first. And um, not the Craig Morgan song, another song that, <laughs> that basically makes the case that Jesus Christ is the true international harvester. He is coming back. Um, but until then, we're called to continue on mission for Christ. And so we recorded that. That was the start of a really fruitful relationship with them. Um, so now, seven, eight years later, they asked us to write that song last year. Um, we did. And it's the theme song, like Zach said, for that Rural Pastor podcast. But the amazing work that we've been able to see happen through that partnership has absolutely nothing to do with us, but just has everything to do with the providence of God. And I haven't even got to share this with Zach because I've been on vacation this week, but there's a church that we probably would have been to probably the second year that we were traveling as a band. And it's in Orlando, Florida, Grant street Baptist church. And, um, they gave us a platform when not many other folks would, um, they encouraged us. They sewed into our music um, with their prayers, with their finances, and encouraged us on. That pastor reached out to me about a year ago. His dad had pastored this church for many, many years, and now he is pastoring this church. And he reached out, and he said, man, he said, Jonathan, he said, I just don't know what to do. He was like, I need to shut the doors. He and his wife were keeping the church open, paying all the bills, and just he was like, as, it's like, as long as I can do it, we're going to make sure that the doors are open, the gospel's being preached, even if we're just doing it for five people. And that's literally what they were doing. And he said, could you maybe find somebody to help us and just come in and take the property and, you know, do something fresh and new? We want this building to be used for the gospel, for the kingdom for years to come. And so uh, I, we started working on that a few months back and I got a text message um, just a couple days ago while I was on vacation and that church has found new life and they found a Hispanic church that preaches the Bible and they're going to plant. They were, had been looking for a facility in that area. And so now that church is going to um, see new life for the glory of God. And so to be for up uh, for our music, to be able to be a part of something so much bigger than music is in the kingdom, it's just amazing. Yeah, I think about like you said four to five thousand churches. Four to six thousand, yeah. Four to six thousand. It's like you look around in, in a typical city in a in a county and there's probably ten, fifteen hospitals. Mm-hmm. And the church is is supposed to be the hospital, you know, for, for people. Yeah. I mean not physical, obviously. Well, physical too, but um you know, that that's what the church is about. People that are wounded and hurt and broken. Um, and then they leave whole and they're shutting their doors, you know, and it's just the comparison is you see like, like a physical hospital, they never shut their doors, you know, no. but the church, the church should be the same. It should be, um, people should always support it. And, um, it's, that's a, that's a, um, a, a crazy statistic to think, that that many churches are closing. Well, and it's just, there's absolutely nothing that brings glory to our Lord and savior about that fact, because Jesus gives life. We know that he's given us life. And so there's absolutely nothing that glorifies him about that fact. And so as the church, if that does not break our hearts, um, then we need to, we need a reality check. Exactly. Well, um, 
what we like to do with our, our first time guest, um, we like to do a, like a kind of get to know you thing. And we, we, we just simply call it favorite things. And so I'll give you a word and you just, you all give me your favorite thing. And I'm going to warn you, sometimes this can get a little controversial because, you know, we have been known as the Christian TMZ. So, <laughs> oh boy, it's about to get spicy. But, you know, yeah, it's getting spicy up in here. Uh, well, let's start off with what is your all's favorite food? Oh man, barbecue. I knew you were going to say that barbecue. Yeah. Barbecue. yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say corn. No. <laughs> I like it goes I well like with cream barbecue. corn and I corn on the top. Uh, no, man, um, that is tough. I'm a huge uh, fan of sushi. I'm a sushi oh, guy. Yeah. Love sushi. I like. I like. I don't like raw sushi. But oh, well, like then you're not doing it right. That's not. That's not sushi. What is that, man? <laughs> Fried sushi. <laughs> the Ameri- American sushi. American. So, Jonathan, you, you said yours was barbecue? Yeah, and that, I just thought to myself, Zach said sushi. And so, sushi and bluegrass, that's like, you wouldn't imagine that. Mine was extremely stereotypical. Um, hey, but <laughs> bluegrass, hey they love bluegrass in Japan. There's a song. I, I feel a song coming about sushi and bluegrass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, bluegrass food poisoning. What is, um, what is your all's favorite movie? one of the great greatest soundtracks too it, yes it is <laughs> I told my wife that the other night I made her watch that again and I told her so this is an amazing, amazing how, did, how did y'all have time to watch The Patriot you guys should be sleeping the movie's like that's, how, that's why we have time. <laughs> the movie's like three hours long it takes like half yeah. of your day <laughs> it's like four hours long it's a marathon um, man I think my favorite movie just because it's so quotable is probably Oh Brother Where Art Thou Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, that's a great uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Oh well, and you talk about something that have you all covered those songs? Yeah, like in a show. What's funny is the yeah. North American Mission Board. Anytime we do a conference for them, they always want us to do "Man of Constant Sorrow," and we just think it's because yeah. of like the relationship, you know, of like bluegrass. And a lot of people aren't super familiar with the music. And um, we ask more like, "Why do you want us to do that song?" They're like, "Oh man, that's a Baptist pastor's theme song, dude." Man, I'm sorry. But no, I absolutely love that movie. I, I think that's one of the best movies of all time. Do you guys have a show that you all like to binge? Um, here recently, um, honestly, I've been so busy that I have not had time. But the last show that I binged, like, and just straight up watched all of it was the Netflix show Wednesday. It was, it was really okay. good. <laughs> yeah. Outlander for me right now we're on that Outlander. Yeah. There's some spark there there's some some parts in there that as Christians we gotta fast forward. But the storyline <laughs> and the history there is that's really cool. One of one well, this is just a side note, a show that I've been watching and I I try to watch an episode every day, but they're about an hour long, but it's an old 90s 80s show called Quantum Leap and that I've never watched before and I'm watching the, the original Quantum Leap hmm. but I knew there was like a new version not heard of that one 
Anyway, <laughs> uh, do y'all have a favorite artist of all time? Um, That's really hard. Of, of across genres, right? Yeah. That's really tough for a musician to to pick. Um, I would. I always have to go back to John Mayer. Um, I'm a huge John Mayer mm. fan, and I've seen him live like twice, and I probably know every word to every song. <laughs> so I have to go with John Mayer. There you go. I would say I would say Merle Haggard. All right. Well, actually, I was talking about a painter, like an artist, like that. But oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas Kincaid. Um, Thomas Kincaid. I'm Bob, a Picasso, man. Because <laughs> I can draw like that. Do you guys have a dream duet? Past or present? They can be They can be past or currently living. I think if... And this is... Um, so, I, when I started singing... Um, I got the very the first three albums I ever remember getting were I got an Alison Krauss and Union Station record uh, that Cracker Barrel put out. Um, I got the Alan Jackson mm-hmm. Drive album and um, the Rascal Flats Feels Like Today record. And um, I think if I had a dream duet, somebody that I would love to sing with would be Gary LaVox. I would be extremely out of place. I, w- I wouldn't be able to sing because I would just be like blunt, mind blown. But yeah, Gary's one of my favorite singers ever. I don't know that I have one. Um, I, I really don't. There's so many artists. It's kind of it's hard to choose a favorite. I think Merle is just one of the greatest artists, whether it's a poet or a musician, songwriter, whatever. He's just amazing. American mm-hmm. treasure. One of the coolest things for me, I think, on our Christmas album, we released an album called Appalachian Christmas last year, and we actually had Guy Penrod do a song with us on there that we just, he had never sang the song Noel before, and we knew that we were going to cut that song when we were in the studio, and we were like, man, it'd be really cool if we could get Guy to sing on this cut, and we had just worked a date with him, and so we reached out and asked, he said, man, I would love to, anything I could do to help you guys, and so he joined us on that. That was really cool. I was thinking um, when I heard that finish, the finished mix, I was like, man, I grew up in a family that loved Southern gospel music. Mom and dad still do. They just love Southern gospel music, and I love it. I grew up on it. And I just remember, I started thinking, I was like, man, as a little boy, I cannot tell you the number of Gaither Homecoming concerts that I went to see. Um, and I saw guys singing on stage and never would have dreamed yeah. as a little boy that one day that, man, that big guy that looks like Jesus, he would be singing on on our album. And, so that was, well, that was just And cool. now that, okay, so I've got to circle back now too because I will, I tell everybody this and Jonathan can back me up on this because I do. Um, so when you said dream duet, I'm thinking of one that I haven't got to do, but I think one that, that has happened for us is on, uh, let's see, three albums ago, our Appalachian Worship album. Um, it was when we got to know the guys from Phelps, Craig and Dean and was because we covered one of their songs, Mercy Came Running, and Dan actually sang um, on that with us. And I remember, like Jonathan said, when I grew up, when I was little, I didn't actually play bluegrass when I first started. I was just really big into like Christian contemporary music 
And um, so I remember, like, I mean, going back, I could have been in, like, a car seat, you know, um, listening to my mom would have K-Love on in the car, you know, we go down the road. And um, I remember Phillips, Craig, and Dean. And, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows Phillips, Craig, and Dean, but if you're not really familiar with their catalog, everybody should go really brush up on some PCD. And, uh, man, the vocals and just Dan is one of my favorite singers like his voice is so strong and so unique and um and then same thing like jonathan said like i just remember from the time i was a little boy listening to them and then now to be you know to consider them friends and i talk to dan frequently it's just every time like he'll text me i'm just like man is this like this is so weird and like i'm just like <laughs> like hey man <laughs> like he'll call me you know just to check on my wife yeah. you know or like my kid how was the kid doing you know and i'm like man this is just like this is amazing and just some of the best guys but that was a dream duet that did get to happen so i was thinking future yeah <laughs> there i love their cover of uh revelation oh my song that's my favorite version yeah. of that one yeah do you guys have a favorite ice cream flavor? loose tracks didn't even have to think about that one (laughs) peach if it's actually got the real chunks of peach corn okay yeah (laughs) corn (laughs) (laughs) do you guys have a favorite podcast oh let's see um yeah so i really love the um recovering fundamentalist podcast I listen to it a lot. Um, some good guys. We've done an um, episode with them as well. And um, that's that's an awesome podcast. The Christian Music Guys hey. podcast. Hey, there it is. Hey. No, I, so, so, and I, and, you know, I thank God that, that, um, that we were able to get on with you guys because I had not heard of the podcast, but then I heard about it. And so I actually, this evening, I started listening through and I listened to a few episodes and uh, so you i'm a new fan so you got there you go you got a new subscribe tonight (laughs) probably my favorite podcast um is called sean of the south it's a guy by the his name is sean dietrich he is an author um who has written some best-selling books but he does these podcasts and if you have not listened to them they are absolutely amazing in my opinion he's one of the greatest communicators um of our time I think he's probably the best storyteller but storytelling is kind of like a, a lost art anymore um, right. he's just amazing he's become a good friend we've done a few episodes uh, with him and so he is a man he he does his stuff in seasons though and so right now there isn't a new season out and so it's sad but I thought you were going to say a different podcast I yeah, love I that knew one which too. one you were thinking no, so we're musicians. We're, I mean, we can talk about it. The thing about, yeah, the thing, the thing with, the thing with musicians, you like all genres of music, and it's all about music appreciation. And so, there's a, a podcast out there. If you are a country music fan, called Cocaine and Rhinestones, and it is the untold story of country music. Um, it is raw and it's real, and it is. And Tyler Mayhem Co. Uh, does it. It's yeah, intense. Yeah, it's awesome. Check it out. Like. We're getting real, you, we're getting TMZ ish right now. The name of that we're not on it. It's okay. Somebody somebody just wrecked when they heard me say that on your podcast. Did he say cocaine? 
<laughs> What's that, Daddy? No. <laughs> Somewhere, some somebody right now, some family is listening to us in their car, and this and the kid is asking their parent, "What is cocaine?" Corn. Thank you, corn. Jonathan Buckner. We said corn. <laughs> it's corn. I don't think they have that in a can. They might. Mason jar. (laughs) Do you guys have a favorite Bible verse? Man, um... Galatians 2.20 for me. I I bounce back and forth between Galatians 2.20 and Psalms uh, 33.3. Just because being a musician, we want to play skillfully. There you go. At least it wasn't like... G, uh, I love that one too, man. <laughs> now, I, I think for me, like Galatians two twenty, and for a long time, we don't say it as much anymore. But for a long time, um, we would say, you know, that, that as a band, that was our theme verse. And I think for musicians, I think that that is something that um, that we should grab a hold of to re- it just a constant reminder that even though we are on a stage, we are on a platform. It's not, it's not about us. Mm. It's about Jesus inside of us. And so we've used that scripture. I think that for a musician, for anyone that has a platform that that one will kind of keep you grounded. And I love Isaiah six, eight. Um, here I am, send me Lord. And I actually have a tattoo, uh, of it. And, uh, but especially. Don't show us right now. Lord, he has a tattoo. He talks about cocaine. (laughs) Cocaine and tattoos all on one show. Woo. Uh, no, uh, but, but you know, be, your coach is like getting DUIs and everything. <laughs> West Virginia, baby. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I've always loved that verse, just being in ministry and, and I didn't really talk about it much earlier, but you know, with my start, um, chosen road has been around for 14 years and I've been here all of them. And, um, so, and I'm 26. So I started with the band when I was 12. And so, um, and kind of a long story short, um, a lot of times, um, I was adopted and, um, my mom, whenever I decided to, you know, start with chosen road and, and things were kind of getting to where we were staying really busy and I was gone a lot. My mom always said that she kind of felt like Hannah, um, giving Samuel back to the Lord. And so I've always just been like, God, you know, Mm -hmm. send me where you want to send me. And I'm just going to try to stay faithful and, and do what you have me to do. And so um, that's why I got the tattoo in case you're wondering, everybody It's for my mom. <laughs> no condemnation. <laughs> Thanks mom. Uh, well, what's next for you guys and how can our listeners keep up with you? Man, I always say what's next for us. We don't even know most of the time. Um, you know, from day one, like Zach said, we started 14 years ago when we started. Zach was 12 years old. I always say, in a in a way, this has been an accident. It, to us, it may seem that way. To God, it, it definitely was not. He, he had a plan. Yeah. We never imagined when we started 14 years ago that we would be here right now still doing this and that our music would have taken us from France to Scotland and Ireland and all points in between. Um, we feel so blessed and humbled and undeserving to be able to do what we do. Um, so as far as what next, whatever God has in store for us next, we've got a new album out, go stream it, um, share it with your friends that helps us out. Um, pray for us, come see us sometime. Um, 
but most of most importantly, just pray for us. Pray for our families. If you like our music, keep us in your prayers. Um, and if you don't like it, pray yeah, for I us. Mean, that will be better. Yeah. <laughs> Share it with somebody else that you don't like. But yeah, I mean, we, we've got a lot of, we've got a really, really busy fall. Um, we always do. And so come see us a lot of, we're playing a lot of really, really cool places. I don't know. When, when will this air? Uh, soon. Soon. So few weeks. Yeah. We'll be uh, at the Ark Encounter on August the 19th for their big oh, that's cool. 40 days of Christian music celebration. A lot of great artists. Literally every genre of Christian music is represented there this year, which is really, really awesome that, that they're doing that. So we'll be there on August the 19th. Um, and then throughout the rest of the year, we have dates all the way from Anchorage, Alaska, down to Amarillo, Texas. Israel and, next uh, year. Going to Israel next year. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Any uh, any Chosen Road cruises coming up? Yeah, we've got one. Um, it's not on sale. You can't uh, buy tickets yet or make reservations. Right. But, yeah, we will be doing one. We turned a couple down, actually for 2024 because of our Israel trip. That's such a big mm. one that we just didn't want to be out of the country multiple times, really. Right. Like the way I got kids. So we try to be respectful um, to our wives and our families. And uh, so, but yeah, 2025, we're going to the Caribbean with IMC events and they always have a great lineup of artists on their cruises. I have no idea where we're going to cruise to, but we're going to have a big time. I mean, eating as much as you want. Corn. Corn and barbecue. Lots of corn. And sushi probably on the, on the cruise ship oh, and listening to music. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I praise hands ready. <laughs> to wrap up, I'd like to see if you guys be willing to share something that God has maybe been doing in your life even recently that would help build our listeners' faith. Yeah. Um, yeah. And God has never, ever ceased to amaze me with his grace and his mercy um sometimes um i know that might sound really cliche but um there's a lot of moments where you know sometimes it kind of feels like heaven's a little far away and um all you can do is just start praying harder um and god will never ever leave you alone um he's always there he's always faithful and uh he always hears and um and so i'm just so thankful you know there's been um you know a lot of ups and downs in my personal life here in the last year or so and god has strengthened me um strengthened um, my walk and um you know just so many aspects of my life that um you know without him um i truly don't know where I would be and so um, just stay faithful even when the going gets tough just stay faithful hey man without without the Lord Zach might be lost in a cornfield somewhere and he wouldn't be able just, to find his way out tattoos <laughs> <laughs> now I was I was thinking I was thinking today you know so like I said I have a six year old little girl who um, she's adopted and she sees the world um, in a really unique way, um, very differently from a lot of us. Um, and it is the most beautiful thing that I've ever witnessed, but at the same time, it can be extremely challenging. Um, and so I was thinking when I was actually in the theme park with her today, this is like I said, this is the first trip 
where she's really um, grasped on to um, waiting in line for your turn mm. to get on a ride. And she's really shown interest in roller coasters. And um, that's a big win for us. And yeah. so we're really, really excited with, with that. Um, but I was just thinking about the fact that we serve an amazing God, a God who designed her um, just the way that he wanted her to be. And she's a witness to so many people. And, and even though there's some really, really tough moments as we just try to be what we need to be for her, um, God has a plan, his purpose. And I just thank him for the little moments. Sometimes we just have to open up our eyes and just be aware to, and just really just consciously stop and look around us just to see um, how he's working. Um, or else we miss it because we're worried about a lot of times what we feel like that we can't do. So That's good. Well, thank you, uh, Zach and Jonathan so much for uh, chatting with me. And uh, is your, is your all's album going to be on vinyl? It is as soon as we get it, you know, there's a, there's a worldwide vinyl shortage. Did you know that? I heard. Yeah. And so, but they say that it, that it has, that it's kind of, it's gotten a little quicker. They built a new factory in Nashville and so we're getting vinyl out quicker these days but so hopefully yes. soon it will be our Christmas album on vinyl um, but this one will be soon well stream it never gets old it's out trust me it never gets old see where I went there <laughs> and uh, uh, Man, thank, thank you all you so, so much. much this was a blast thank you Jacob. well thanks for listening and thank you Chosen Road for chatting with us be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen. Listen, if it's on Apple Podcasts, or even if it's not on Apple Podcasts, it really does help us. If you go there, leave a five-star review, just type out something, whatever. It very very much, is that right? Is that correct grammar? It's very much appreciated. But also, it really helps us get the word out about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms, at Christian Music Guys. Again, ChristianMusicGuys.com. We are coming out with a new site very soon. Stay tuned. Thanks again. See you next week.